Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 
3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people listening from whichever land you are on and any First Nations people from any part of the earth. And we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded and that reconciliation is an ongoing process on which we can all play a part more in a second. I'm Sally Goldner, I use the pronouns she, her, and Out of the Pan is a show covering, well, by and large, LGBTIQA plus issues, but very much large today, unashamedly and unabashedly, and we opened up with the New Day theme from World Wrestling Entertainment, because after last night, it is a new day. Oh my goodness, what a night, um, so much to report on, and... Um, we are having a chat with Janet Rice in about uh, ten minutes' time. Um, Australian Democrat, uh, Australian Green Senator for Victoria. I, I, know, I think I regressed there to the seventies and heaped the custards on me or something. But um, what a night last night! Um, it became obvious very quickly that the Liberal National Party would not get a majority, although that was a possible possibility. We can't believe polls. And I think we could breathe half a sigh of relief at that point that that was the case from a point of view of LGBTIQA plus and many other issues. It then became clear that Labor was scooting ahead and would form the government, and it's still to some extent a question of whether it will be majority or minority, lots of seats in doubt. And, well, then, um, you know, we just saw so much progress for Greens and Teal independence. And, you know, there's lots of implications of that all round, um, you know, that, um, you know, um, you know, they, you know, the Greens overwhelmingly have a good record on LGBTIQ plus issues, acknowledging they've had their issues and maybe still have with some radical feminists, but the Teal independents seem pretty um, strong. And an interesting meme came my way just before I came on the show um, that, um was a really, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, got my attention. It's on a Facebook post called Austin's Post, and the 10 highest marriage equality yes seats held by Liberal MPs were Wentworth, Brisbane, Higgins, Goldstein, Kuyong, Ryan, Curtin, North Sydney, Flinders, Boothby. The Liberals lost nine out of 10 of those last night. In my best Mike Moore, a frontline voice, hmm... So it does seem like there is a real green and teal um, um, sea change going on out there. But I wanted um, to mention something. Yes, this show's unabashedly about queer issues, but full credit to Anthony Albanese for repeatedly mentioning the Uluru Statement from the heart last night. Um, the enthusiasm um, in relation to that um, was quite huge, and I hope, do you know, hope very much beyond my little part of the backyard that we can get progress on that. Um, so many results. Craig Kelly, um, I'm, I'm going to have to do this um, because we went 12th man uh, imitating cricket commentators a few weeks ago in my best Bill Laurie voice, Craig Kelly, Scott Morrison, they're gone, piss off, they're out. Um, seriously, um, what a turn. And it doesn't seem like United Australia Party... Um, and One Nation have made a lot of ground in this um, campaign at all. Um, lots of comments coming in from all our um, awesome listeners, um, from Mel and Hoffler, um, and trying to keep up with that. Um, um, power of Women we saw from the Independents, um, and so happy that the Greens increased their vote. 
And Mel says, I feel proud to be a Victorian. So you tapped into the Bill Laurie vibe there. Um, and an Australian will be listening to the show today. Well, um, listening in a way. And thus far, um, Hoffler said, love the song. Can't wait for the election analysis. ALP and Higgins as well. Yeah, that's a big one. And one of interest to me, I live in the seat of Menzies, which covers parts of sort of what I call it halfway between inner and outer suburbia or middle suburbia. And it's line ball. It was a very safe seat held by retiring um, Liberal person Keith, um, Kevin Andrews, so I beg your pardon. And a new guy, Keith Wallahan, came on and he's fighting for um, for the seat. It's um, about 0.6 of 1% in favour of Labor, although it's going back and forth as the votes are counted. And I would have called that a rock-solid seat. So very, very interesting. And so credit to the ALP candidate, Naomi Oakley, for running a strong campaign. But so many, um, you know, good, um, you know, so from a queer point of view, it's overwhelmingly a positive result. Um, a certain candidate in a certain New South Wales seat walloped hugely into second place. Um, and as I also saw another meme in relation to that particular candidate, ah, her pronouns now was, were. I like that one as well. It's just seriously trying to be, um, you know, balanced about this. It is such a relief from a point of view of queer people. It's been a horrible nine years, particularly the last six. There have been some, you know, good people lose their seats. Um, Katie Allen, who is a reasonable person, but unfortunately the responsibility for that lies with the dominance of the Liberals with this right-wing or ultra-conservative, social conservative approach. And, um, you know, I grew up with concepts of Take responsibility for yourself. Think of the consequences of your actions. Maybe think about people other than yourself. And I don't think that the right wing of the Liberal Party have done those first two. Now, some will say, will the Liberals move further to the right? Who knows? I think they're, you know, surely they're pragmatic enough to realise that if they don't start, you know, talking to centre um, sort of smaller Liberals, then they're not going to get them back. I don't think Australia is as, say, fundamentalist as the USA. We obviously can't fall behind the sort of um, military rhetoric that the USA can, a la the previous um, US president. So, well, who knows? But um, I'm going to be chatting to Janet Rice in a second um, about what all this means. I was ho- I'm hoping to get and have just about locked in a Labor Party person for a couple of weeks' time, and I'm hoping to get a full interview with one or more of the teal independents. Because, you know, let's try... I know that the part... I don't... I totally want to affirm that the last nine years, particularly for trans and gender diverse people and families, has been flapping awful. I'll keep it as polite as that. You make... Use stronger words to yourself at home that I can't put to air. But on the other hand, you know, the saying live in the present moment comes into it. We now have an opportunity... We have a Labor Party that certainly isn't as nasty as the Liberals, and there are still some reasonable people, we hope, in Liberal and National Parties, but we have Greens, which I'm going to talk to Janet Rice about in a minute, and we have the Teal Independents. And it seems that they are very positive about this, and as I say, trying to get an interview with the Teal Independents, and um, we'll hopefully get that, and we're trying to get more, and there's some technological issues, but I hope this will go to air Ah, and it didn't. We'll come back to that. I um, just um, had some tech issues downloading something from the phone that um, has been recorded, um, but um, and getting it to play properly. 
Uh, don't you love live radio? And um, um, here we go. This is live radio, people of all genders. And can I get a word on what you'd like to say to trans, to trans and LGBTIQA plus people? Guys, I've got you. The voice of Zoe Daniel, the member for now member for Goldstein as of last night. Um, so, um, yeah, lots happening there, and I think we have an opportunity to get stuff done. And you know, we I am a you know we cannot ignore the pain. As I say, cannot ignore the pain of the last you know six years in particular for trans people, safe schools, what we went through in the postal survey, the religious discrimination bill, which is now you know, completely um, snuffed at cactus two metres under. Um, But, um, um, yeah, Um, you know, sort of, um, wow, Um, you know, let's try and get together. Let's try to make queer issues, I'll say, cross-partisan as possible and do some more stuff. All right, Um, there's my introduction to the show. I'm going to play a track and then get um, Janet Rice on the Zooms. I only got her for a short amount of time, so it's a tight and packed program today. You're listening to the post-election edition of Out of the Pan on 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Remember, if you want to get in touch with the show, outofthepan855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and look for posts on Facebook, Sally Goldner AM, and out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Remember, any opinions on the program are strictly my own. Let's have um, an, up, another upbeat track, this time from Pink, and then we'll have Janet Rice on the line. <laughs>
The party has started, hopefully, a new era for all of the lands of this continent and surrounding islands, um, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander pe- um, people, but hopefully also for LGBTIQA plus queer people. And I'm honoured to have on the line on what is a very busy day after a very busy time, um, Victorian's Senator for the Australian Greens, Janet Rice. Uh, Janet, welcome to 3CR. And um, well, let's not waste any time. You must be a happy green, <laughs> a happy green I, camper I, after last night. <laughs> I sure am. I sure am, Sally. And it's it's terrific to be here with you this afternoon to be helping to celebrate what has been a massively significant result. Um, for all of Australia, really, I think that we are on track to really turning a corner and, and doing things differently with more care and with more sustainability and more justice um, than the last nine years. Yeah, a bit more humanity, empathy and decency. Um, you are a Green Senator, so I'm going to give you this chance to share your joy. Um, you know, com- compared to 24 hours ago, numbers of Greens in the reps in the Senate and then compared to what we might be looking about, acknowledging that there's a lot more counting and yeah. preferencing to do yet, what's the sort of before and after from the point of view of the Greens? Yeah, well, it's pretty phenomenal, and we're calling it a green slide. <laughs> um, we've, we've got, we had, prior to this election, we had nine senators and one member of the House of Reps, Adam Ollie's Lonesome in the, in the House of Reps. We've now got 12 green senators, which is just extraordinary. So mm-hmm. new senators in all three of Queensland, South South Australia and New South Wales. And we've got at least two new members of the House of Reps. So basically the seats of Griffith and Ryan in Brisbane have both been called now as green seats. Wow. Which is just extraordinary. And to think that we're going to have Max Chandler-Maters and Libby um, Watson-Brown joining our party room is just phenomenal. So at least three greens. And then there are three more seats where we are still in the race. And that's another Brisbane seat, the seat of Brisbane itself, where Stephen Bates, who is a gay man, is absolutely Ooh. still there in it with a chance um, in the seat of Brisbane. Then we've got Mandy Nolan in the seat of Ri- Richmond in northern New South Wales, mm. who is still too close to call. And then here in Melbourne, um, Steph Hodgins May in McNamara, who ran the most amazing stellar campaign, got an extraordinary swing to her. And it, again, is just going to come absolutely down to the wire and it's probably not going to be until we've got the last of the postal votes counted that we're going to know whether Steph has got up over um, Josh Burns. Appreciate your objectivity there um, that, you know, we've got long distance to go. But just want to say that if, if it is 15 on the cautious end, that's still the biggest number of Greens in the federal parliament in your in your history, isn't it? In ever. Well, and, and in fact, I know that for the Senate, having 12 senators gives us the largest third-party force mm. in the Senate ever. Um, 15, yeah, that's increasing our party room by 50%. So we've gone up from 10 to 15. Um, we're going to need to have an actual bigger party room in the parliament. <laughs> Get the party started. <laughs> then, that's right. And potentially we're then looking at, um, yeah, as I said, up to potentially another three. So it is really extraordinary. And I think, you know, along with the election of the Teal Independents mm. who and other independents across the country, that this is the beginning of the end of the two-party system. And so people actually realise that you can vote for people who reflect your values, who really care about the same things you care about, and they get elected. So it is extraordinary, and it's going to be a really interesting parliament to be part of over the next three years. Yep. No question. Um, you know, sort of... Um... 
you know, and that's what I want to talk about. This this show, Out of the Pan, is unabashedly about queer issues. And you know, let's I've acknowledged it um, just before you came on here. It's been a horrible you know nine years for queers, um, particularly the last six for trans. Um, but all the same, with that, while acknowledging that, we can now in a position to do better. And look, it was a greenwash, but there's also a fair shade of teal washing through as well. And I, we know what the Greens' policies are. There's um, some of the teal independents have declared their support for queer issues. So I want to drill further than you know. Most of our listeners know what the issues are for all of LGBTI for the various groups: trans, bi, intersex, ace. I want to drill through with process with you. What can we now all do to get as a cross-partisan, cross-community approach as possible to get these reforms rolling? Because without, I'll just try to be balanced. There is some concern or some anxiety that. Labor, because of its no-target approach during the campaign, might not act as quickly as we all might like. So how can we just all work together, put the politics aside and get stuff done? How can people get in, you know, connect to you and you know, grassroots queer punters and make sure that it all happens? And, how would, and so that's one part of my question. And the other part is, you know, in terms of the independence, teal or otherwise, what's your, con- you know, re- so ha- have you built connections to them so that, because I think there's a lot of common ground. So that's what I want to, I just want to get on with it now. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I think, I mean, starting with the second part, I think we're really looking forward to be working with, with everybody in the parliament, but particularly that very enlarged crossbench, both in the House and the Senate. And, you know, us Greens, we're good at, you know, reaching out and collaborating collaborating and cooperating with other members of the parliament. So really looking forward to doing that. And on LGBTIQA plus issues, I think yeah, there can be a very active role for the parliamentary friends of LGBTIQA plus Australians, which I am one of the conveners of. So really looking forward to you know working with people and seeing what we can do to be really getting to the end of our journey towards equality for, for queer people. And in terms of where you know, the various independents stand, I yeah we're about we're about to find out. Um, I think in terms of Labor and their how willing they're going to be to actually move fast. We, at least we know that the government, you know, the Liberal Nationals' really dangerous, divisive religious mm. discrimination bill is gone. So <laughs> that is oh, absolutely that is gone. We've seen it consigned to the dustbin of history. Um, I. I suspect that Labor will still be wanting to put up some form of legislation to be protecting people of faith from discrimination, which us as Greens have been quite supportive of that, of having people of faith being protected against discrimination as part of our suite of anti-discrimination laws. So as long as it's you know a straightforward bit of a, a, a change mm. to our, our existing anti-discrimination laws to have faith as a protected attribute, um, that maybe if they move fairly quickly on that, that would be, a, a, I think, a good thing for them to do, just a, a straightforward change like that. The danger is if they want to then you know, try and do some different stuff, which I think would then be the potential to be controversial. Yeah. I also think we're not going to be seeing a lot of movement from Labor very quickly in, in government to be winding back some of the other discrimination that, that still exists in the Sex Discrimination Act and in, our, in the Fair Work Act. So... Obviously, up until now, they haven't had a shadow spokesperson for equality. I'm really going to be calling upon Labor. Look, they need to have a minister for equality. I don't know whether they'll do that, but if they had a minister for equality, we could then be sitting down with them fairly soon to say, okay, what's going to be on your agenda and how can we work together 
in order to be able to progress ending all discrimination and, you know, really achieving full mm. rights for LGBTIQA plus people. Yeah. We've had a, a related sort of question from one of our listeners on that about the need for a federal LGBTIQA plus commissioner. And I think, you know, I'm well aware that the Greens support that and I think Labor supports it in principle. But my concern is the devil will be in the detail. It needs to be a statutory appointment. And I feel there also needs to be grassroots community involvement from developing the position description, the interviewing the candidates. But otherwise it could become a, my words, a sort of power suit corporate appointment, which is not what we need. Um, You know, again, are you amenable to, you know, sort of working? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, and I think Labor certainly have been very critical of the government, you know, appointing their mates mm. to things like the um, the Human Rights Commission. Yes. So, yeah, so I think having that sort of process would be really um, an opportunity for them to, to say, well, we're going to do things differently and we're going to involve the community. I don't know, again, I don't know whether that's going to be something that they're going to progress on quickly, but it's certainly what I think our communities need to be calling for um, because it's, uh, you know, it was part of the Greens platform, as you say. Labor said that they were okay with it in principle, so let's be pushing them to actually get that LGBTIQA plus commissioner appointed. Yeah, it would be a sort of capacity boost, if you like. I know your time is precious, and I've got lots of, I've had a couple of questions coming from listeners, and there's still one I want to ask, so hope you can hang on for a couple more minutes. Yep. Cool. All good, Sally. Um, you, you know, there's. You mentioned the huge results for the Greens in Queensland. Yes, which you know you're obviously you know been pushing the climate change issue and climate and environment for years. But I wanted to also ask a couple of people um, from my queer networks in Queensland said a lot of people went to the Greens because they felt you were stronger on queer issues than Labor. Have you had any actual anecdotal or focus group type of feedback to back that? Look. Not specifically, but that would resonate for me as well. Um, And I think it was an area where we did really differentiate ourselves from Mm. the other parties. I mean, obviously, we know that the Liberals with their attacks and their transphobia Mm. and, you know, they're really awful awful stuff during the election campaign. We're not going to be the party of preference for, for queer really? folk. <laughs> yeah. But the but Labor went completely silent. You know, Labor mm. weren't very outspoken at all. And so mm. people that were really wanting to have a strong advocate on LGBTIQA plus issues, it doesn't surprise me that they felt that, yeah, there are the Greens. We've been standing up for people, you know, every vote, every MP, every time, and really being strong advocates. I know for myself, when I was handing out yesterday on a polling booth in Footscray and wearing my rainbow part, scarf and my mm. pronouns badge, <laughs> I got a lot of good feedback from people um, who, you know, obviously were really appreciative of the position that the Greens have, have taken on supporting um LGBTIQA plus people. Yeah, well, I have my proud to be trans patch on today. Um, Excellent. And yeah. just for, for old time's sake, a gender whisperer t shirt. <laughs> and now we can really shout. Um, and yeah. I, I did hear of quite a lot of people that were handing out also wearing their homos against SCOMO t shirts, too, <laughs> which went down very well. <laughs> yep. And, um, well, I will also um, congratulate you on a Bulldogs win yesterday as well. <laughs> um, it was, and I, had I haven't a, even caught up with that. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got to watch the Dreamtime game with where Richmond won last night um, this afternoon. Um, but coming back to the, the issues, had a question in from Mel, who's one of our recurring awesome listeners. What type of Prime Minister do you think Albo will be? Um, it's a really good question. I think he'll certainly be a better listener and much more 
connected with the community than Scott Morrison was. And I think that's what we're really wanting. And I think Labor are going to have to, you know, they their primary vote was they had a drop in their primary vote. Mm. They only got a primary vote of 32%. They're going to have to really focus on working well, working collaboratively with the crossbench and with the community. So I hope that, you know, Albanese will end up being, you know, as he want, as he said he wants to be, to be listening and working for everybody and bringing people together. If he, that's what he delivers, I think he'll, yeah, it, it'll be um, a, a really positive change for Australia. Yep. And, um, well, look, that's, that's all I had. Was there anything else you wanted to quickly add um, from the queer perspective and maybe when things are a bit less frantic and you've got more coffee in you after a hard six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can have a, have a bigger chat down the track, but is there anything else you just wanted to add? Um, oh, look, I just really wanted, just want to thank everyone, including, you know, all of the sort of queer people and, and our allies who supported us and who did give us, you know, the, the privilege of, of voting for us um, so that we ended up with this result. That, you know, for me, as one of the founders of the Greens in Victoria, it's been 30 years that we've been building to the very sweet results that we had last night of breaking through like we did um, with two, at least two more members of the House of Reps and with three more senators. And to be doing, you know, that breaking down of the two-party system. So I just want to thank everybody who supported the Greens, who voted for the Greens, who have, you know, helped out in any way and really want to commit to continue to working together with people so that we can be really progressing our rights and progressing, yeah, getting to the end of our journey towards equality. For sure. All right, I'll let you go, Janet. Really appreciate the time. Have a great afternoon and, um, yeah, let's stay in touch and let's um, get to queer equality over the next three years. Bye for now. Yeah. Thanks, Shelley, and thanks for your support. Bye. Janet Rice, Victorian's Green Senator, um, uh, they're on live on 3CR. Um, let's have um, the latest episode now from the Fab Crew from Pacific X. And you're on Out of the Pan on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Talo falava, maalo elele, kiorana, fakalo falahiatu, Kiora, Isa Bulavinaka, Aloha, Womanjaka, and hello. We are PX Fano, a Pacifica LGBTIQ podcast created during the COVID 19 pandemic as a voice for our community, informing and promoting good health and keeping our rainbow Fano safe from COVID. This is presented by the Pacific X Collective and produced on Wurundjeri land in the studios of 3CR in Nam, Melbourne. Kia ora, I'm Sonia Hammer, and in this episode of PX Fano, we will jump into the whirling and at times confusing waters of COVID-19. Looking at the facts and the fictions, this is a brief myth-busting episode, looking at the serious and sometimes the hilarious ideas that are out there and some of the protests that we've seen, building a spin of falsehoods, some websites that have got genuine, solid scientific information, include the WHO, which is the World Health Organization. They're the experts when it comes to things like pandemics and anything to do with global health. They've been around for a very long time, 
Uh, they cover all the countries with all the information, stats and data that's required, vaccination programs globally. They have a whole section on myth busting, which is really important. And some of the stuff that they go into is everything from removing some of those uh, falsehoods about masks and how important masks are. Now, another one is actually, it's American, it is the CDC. They have their very own site, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. When it comes to myth and facts about COVID-19 vaccines, they've got some pretty hard-hitting stuff there. One of the common myths is that the ingredients in COVID-19 vaccines are dangerous. Well, the fact is, there are also ingredients in many foods, including fats, sugars and salts. There's no live virus in the COVID-19 vaccines. And so things like uh, aborted fetal cells you won't find there, or antibiotics, food proteins, latex or metals, definitely not. So when you hear of people saying that the vaccine can make you catch actually covid that's not true. You can't shed it. It's not a live vaccine. Blow some of those myths away and those conspiracies. Another really good one is the one that we probably heard about, and that is, does the vaccine contain microchips? Fact is, no. Vaccines do not contain microchips. Vaccines are not GPS systems for your human body. They are actually there to fight the virus. Another myth, will the COVID-19 vaccine make you magnetic? Now, I know for some of you who um, maybe are a bit deficient on a magnetic personality you'd like to boost, having a COVID vaccine isn't going to do that. It does not contain magnetism. So, yeah, you're perfectly safe. So, yes, look, those are some of the crazy ideas that are out there and that do us no service at all. So I'm Sonia Hammer and this is PX Farno. Myth busting on 3CR. For more COVID facts, head to www.who.int forward slash health dash topics forward slash coronavirus. You've been listening to PX Farno with the Pacific X Collective, speaking about keeping COVID safe and what that means to the Pacifica LGBTIQA plus community. For more of the latest information about COVID, go to www.health.gov.au. Listen and download our episodes from 3cr.org.au forward slash And to find out more about who we are, go to pacificx.com. PX Farno would like to thank the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Program for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you. Our theme music was produced and recorded by Vina. Catch us again next week on Out of the Pan on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. Goodbye
just a hired hand Working on the dreams he planned to try The days go by Every night when the sun goes down Just another lonely boy in town She's out front Bisexual Alliance Victoria is a not-for-profit organisation dedicated to equality and justice for multi-gender attracted people, including bi, pan, regardless of label or no label at all, their partners and allies. Bisexual Alliance runs discussion groups in person and online. The group offers a safe and fun space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your sexual identity and provide peer support. Bisexual Alliance is especially keen to hear from multi-gender attracted people in regional and rural Victoria. Donations of $2 or more to Bisexual Alliance are now tax deductible. For more information, visit our website at bi-alliance.org, email info at bi-alliance.org or find us on Facebook or Twitter. A 3CR supporter. I'm Subscribe to 3CR. Where else can you hear radical news, analysis, music and opinions? Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Thank you, 3CR. We love you. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, three CR on demand, 
and uh, this is Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. And I suppose depending on your whether you won or lost in terms of your candidate and who you support last night, it could be a Tequila Sunrise, a classic from the Eagles' Desperado album of 1973. Well, trying to just catch up on lots of things and lots of messages um, coming in um, everywhere. Um, and, um, uh, yep, you're very welcome, Mel, for I'll say on behalf of Senator Rice for answering the question. Had a text in from one of our awesome listeners, Kayleen, to the tune of the old no more ten pencils, no more books, no more transform, no more transphobes, no more crooks, no more scummos, dirty smirks, and apologies to the deities, a poetry rhyme and song from Kayleen. That's about the case of it. Um, you know, to use um, an old gag, um, you know, um, you know, sort of um, uh, someone said to um, you know, sort of, I feel like a new person. Somebody get me one. Um, has been another one that's come in, and um, you know, sort of, um, lots of other um, questions and comments coming in. Um, you know, sort of, um, you know, um, also um, a question about um, the fact that um, Tim Wilson is now no longer in Parliament. You know, look, you know, there's an interesting one there. You know, we we do need still. Um, queer visibility, and one can you know put the po- the point across that Tim was giving that, and then some might say, well, you know, sometimes he would just use his fact that he was gay when it suited him, that he wasn't there for the rest of the rainbow, and you know, then you can say, well, what about taking people on their merits? And you know, I have to say, in my travels, I've you know heard a lot of unfortunately criticism of Tim that he's a bit was a bit aloof perhaps didn't listen, those sorts of things. Now, I'm reluctant to say more. You know, he would have a right of reply on that. He still seems very belligerent this morning, not conceding, but also still attacking the independents. Um, As I drove in this morning and caught some of um, ABC's analysis, um, one um, commentator said it was like, um, you know, sort of student politicians, they only know how to go on an attack, and maybe that's what Tim and Josh Frydenberg did, and that's where they got it wrong. Um, so yeah, you know, look, um, the thing is I'm all for diversity, of course, all other things being equal. What if they're not equal? You know, I would quite frankly rather a good straight than a bad queer in very simple language. Some people might in in the queer community might not agree with me on that, but, um, you know, I think we've just got to have the best leaders and yes, that could mean equity, like, you know, bringing people up on, you know, sort of various skills to make sure that groups who are more who are marginalised um, can make sure they have those skills, and then we level the playing field a bit more. So there's um, you know all sorts of things um, you know going on there. Um, Hoffler's come in um, careful of anecdotal evidence. Yeah, look, that's a fair call, but I did get some and did want it to put it to Janet while I had her about the fact that queers may have been turning to the Greens. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Hoffler's asked, what did I do when I heard the final result? Was I watching the coverage all night? Any surprises for you? And did my candidate win? Um, Look, I was watching all night and um, did get to an event as well, um, which is where that recording came from uh, earlier on, which um, hopefully got to air. Um, You know... um, and it was quite exciting, and it. But it's even you know any partisan bias aside, it just does it as a queer person, and overall as an Australian, I feel like we have hopefully going to get back to a more decent era, um, just of human decency, and I think that's really important as well. Um, you know, sort of, 
you know, um, Hoffler's come in with a comment on Tim. Yeah, look, um, perhaps it's fair to say that someone like Tim, and this is something I, I will unpack a bit, Tim perhaps, you know, sort of, I'm going to say crawled across cut glass to people in positions of power, and then often what happens when people in our communities do that, you get one metre away from the people in power and they back off another 100 metres and you've got to crawl across the cut glass again. I think we could stand firmer. But the other thing is I just sometimes wonder if Tim, you know, didn't bring people along, didn't hold the door open for others. And, you know, I have concerns that some of our queer organisations are not doing that well enough. You know, where are, apart from, say, Joe Ball, who comes under the Trans and Gender Diverse Grouping as CEO of Switchboard, up in so-called LGBTIQA plus organisations, where are the trans, bi, intersex, ace people who can sit at the overall policy table and represent everyone? Because the hard reality is sometimes gays and lesbians have not done it right. And that's something we're going to have to be careful of in our own community as we head to the future. Um, you've also asked how will Janet celebrate tonight. Didn't get a chance to ask that fist pumping there. Well, there, I think it's okay to say there was a bit of that on the Zoom together with us. Um, and yeah, I'm going to probably need to lie down after it all. And I, thankfully, it was only a cold this week. If you're picking that up in the voice, and not the dreaded my um, my corona um, at all. So yeah, really um, interesting set of circumstances. Um, I'm just going to have another track now and regroup because I do want to talk. Of course, it was Ida Hobbit during the week, and I forgot to mention that it was going to be last week. There have been some good things happen there, so that will take it out, But um, and then we'll take out the show. Um, but in the meantime, um, let's keep the anthems running, and I think we'll feel like we can have this again in Australia. Here's a classic anthem from Jonah. Let's have some pride. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital. 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. You gotta have pride, don't be ashamed, my love is the same. I got pride, I am what I am, don't take it a stand. I got
3CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June. We need your financial support to be independent, community-controlled and focus on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station strong and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax-deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2022. 3CR, keep community strong. Absolutely, keep all communities strong, including queer communities. And, uh, well, it does seem like we're going to be in a stronger place from now on uh, with plenty of pride, the anthem from Jonah. Now, things that have happened and things what are sort of coming up. Well, it was Ida Hobbit during the week and lots of um, snippets to report. Um, 68 out of 79 local councils in Victoria flew a rainbow flag, um, which is pretty damn awesome. And um, so what? I'm just doing my maths. That's about 85%, give or take, um, and including lots of regional and rural Wellington Shire Council, which is in South Gippsland, or near South Gippsland, South Gippsland Shire, East Gippsland Shire, so good to set out in regional and rural, and in particular where there's been some debate, the um, West Wimmera Shire, um, where a majority of councillors in the end decided to go with it, and that's really welcome for um, our rainbow communities out in regional and rural areas who seem to be, you know, sort of accelerating the pace um, through all their great efforts, so well done, and also a big hi to the wonderful Sally Conning, who had lots of great Ida Hobbit Day stuff as well. I have to say I had an amazing Ida Hobbit Day. I did um, hit the alarm early and managed to get out to um, Westbourne Grammar, an all-gender um, Christian school in Trigonina, to address their first ever Ida Hobbit assembly. And it was just absolutely joyful. I was greeted by the school captain who had um, experienced some queerphobic um, behaviours and has made it through and pushed the pr- to get lots of pride groups going, and they just had it all rocking. Um, and I now have on my car keys a pride octopus, um, which was handmade. <laughs> so um, you know it'll, be, know it'll be my car keys. Um, uh, Ronda the Honda, um, the baddest car on the planet, um, definitely um, very queer. Um, also, um, I spoke to a government department myself, but... Um, you know, just the other thing I wanted to mention, there's a wonderful address about how we can be allies within the LGBTIQA plus communities, which I think long time listeners will know is a big thing for me from the fabulous Todd Fernando, Victorian um, LGBTIQ commissioner. Um, you can catch up with that on my Facebook page or look for it on um, his. Um, there's also yeah, it's been a queer event at the Wheeler Centre. Well, it does finally feel like, you know, the clouds have lifted a bit, which is just so needed. Um, Freedom of Species is coming up next, um, and their guest today on the show will be Saskia Adams from Forever Friends Animals Rescue in Victoria. And she obviously does great work, as do all of the show on Freedom of Species. Look for them on Twitter at FOS in uppercase, radio, lowercase, FOS radio. Um, Good to have um, their great work um, going on as well. Um, Wow. And yeah, um, also earlier in the show played the bisexual alliance um, message because it is the bi discussion group online this tuesday night seven thirty australian eastern standard time look for the um post on bisexual alliance victoria's facebook page so bees buzzing in everywhere hooray um wow and of course janet rice uh, an out and proud bee buzzed in on the show today thanks again janet for your time um you know sort of um 
Uh, Mel's come in, representation matters, I agree on that point, but when power and ambition along with bad policies override democracy, overrides decency, vilification on race, it's not democracy. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree to some extent, Tim Wilson, you know, you've said here it's sadly shallow and wanting the pink vote to use that political term. You know, it's got to be done right. And I think that our rainbow communities, particularly, I'll speak for groups like bi and trans who have often felt left behind, are very quick to pick up on insincerity. And, you know, again, this is going to be the theme moving forward. Can we start bringing everyone in the rainbow communities along, level the playing field? It does feel, though, that we have that opportunity. And again, let's make the most of it and try to move us forward. But to all, once again, to all my um, the trans community out there, I hope that we can. You are breathing a bit easier after last night. It does feel like a significant source of the, um, you know, sort of the fuel um, that was fueling that with the de- defeat of the um, Morrison government. Perhaps that um, bush, you know, that sort of um, fuel source has been, um, what is it, safely burnt off or something and hopefully won't start again for at least three years. I'd better get out of here. Make way for Freedom of Species. Take it out today with a track from Australian rock great Russell Morris from the album A Thousand Sons. Very appropriate. A new dawn breaking. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Every time you close your eyes Do you feel there is something always missing? Somewhere in you inside It's like an emptiness that you can't ever fill Some things were meant to change And some things they'll always stay the same But your time has come to take your heart there's a new dawn breaking Oh, there's a new dawn waking There's a new dawn waiting I can almost see I can almost feel It Like a traveler on a lonely road But you've always held those keys To unlock the chains that bound you for so long As you waited for some sign That was right before
listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.